Hello, everyone. Welcome back to First Listen Media. Today, I am with the band Perennial Quest. What is up, guys? What's up? Hey, man. How you all doing this evening? We're doing good. We got McDonald's. We got our 40s. Nice. I unfortunately don't have McDonald's or a 40. I had to wrap up some work. I'm going to head over there in a few minutes for band practice and hang out with those guys soon. Nice. Oh, well, speaking of band, where did your where did this band begin? Um, we started in 2015. It was right after me and Sam's old thrash band split up. And we were hanging out at my house one day just listening to power metal. And we were just like, yeah, you know what, fuck it. This is what we want to do. See, what he forgot to say was it was my band, too. But it he was. kicked me out of it. <laughs> yeah, he got kicked out of it. And that's why I'm drinking a 40. <laughs> that's great. And then you all just came to this one together. That's fucking awesome. Yep. Yep, absolutely. All right. What inspired the band name Perennial Quest? Oh, dude. I'm not even kidding, just pure laziness, because we were trying to come up with a name for so long, and then I started trying to look at song titles that I thought were cool, and I came across um, Perennial Quest by Death, and I was like, oh, that's a sick name, and then I brought it up to everyone, and it kind of seems like everyone liked it, but then I just started telling, like, our friends that was the name of the band, and then, yeah, at that point, it's fine. See, as a Death fan, I knew that was very familiar. Mm-hmm. I just didn't want to say anything, because that was my guess, personally. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, it's a good name either way, so. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I like it. I'm sorry, I feed Andrew sometimes. I I don't know why I'm doing that. <laughs> I'm so hungry. You're fine, you're fine. God, they forgot my mixed chicken. <laughs> Hey, these are meant to be fun, so just sit back and relax. That's how I do these. <laughs> I wish I had a McChicken. Dude, same. You're, you're not alone. You can yeah. get me a way of practice, and you, you can watch me eat it. Yeah, maybe grab one of those. They still have the McRib? Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, maybe I'll pick up one of those. I'll, like, jam three of them into my arteries. There you go. <laughs> we decided to eat ours before the interview because, like, it would just be a big mess. Yeah. Like, you definitely need, like, napkins, candy. Like, probably a whole roll of uh, paper towels. Probably. Um, but, yeah, no, so, I mean, I actually get that a lot, of, uh, a lot too, when uh, when people ask me about the band name. Um, it, it's surprising in how many people know about the song or, or know about death and, and that song name, because I actually didn't. I'm actually more clearly into older, old guy metal, right? So I'm like, uh, I'm like, the, I'm like into, you know, the older stuff. And I also like, uh, um, you know, a lot of newer power metal that's, that's, that's been coming out too, like Battle Beast and uh, uh, Beast in Black. Uh, those are like two of my favorite bands. But like when, when people ask me about the band name, usually a lot of people will call out the death song. And I'm always kind of surprised by that. Even, even some older guys too, that like, are, are, are that end up being familiar with it. And some, it's always surprising on my end. Yeah. I mean, honestly, though, no shame in it, because, hey, great name for a great band, in my opinion. Hell yeah. Well, thank you. I mean, hell, that that dive bar show was my very first time ever going to a, a dive bar, and great first impression from all the bands. Oh, really? That's awesome, yeah. man. I actually worked with Averse, who was there um, yesterday. Not yesterday. I posted it yesterday. 
but I worked at him a few days ago. So, oh. so yeah, another another perk about going to dive bars, I get to find more bands to work with. Oh hell yeah! Was that the Sammy show? I think so. I know it was, it was yeah. Sun. It was the one who Sun that Sun Singer did. Oh, it was a uh, Cherry Street. Zone. Cherry Street Station. All oh, right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That show was actually a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, was it Andrew that brought the boxes of cereal? That went over well. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I just see a bunch of cereal boxes, and I'm like, oh my god, they got fucking cereal. Yeah, people are probably cleaning out like crushed cereal out of the floor yeah. for the next like couple of days. There was someone at the show. I kid you not, in front of me, and like uh, you know, he was sitting like front of the stage, just like eating them. Mm -hmm. And then like I see him leave, and then come back with a cup with a pretty sure milk and a spoon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he just started eating. No, I think that guy got like a white Russian, and he just poured like cereal in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Remember that one guy with the long hair who was just doing that the whole time? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, my man. Uh, yeah. oh, dude, it's like if you look at Carrie King now, he has a, like a, his neck looks like a freaking tree trunk from all like the like spinal issues from doing that his whole life. Jesus. Well, hey, you got to have fun somehow, right? Uh, thank you, Sunsinger, for telling me about that show. Because I was working with her on my Halloween broadcast, and she mentioned she was playing. I'm like, oh, shit, really? And I just went down there. Hell yeah. Yeah, no, that, was, that was a lot of fun. It was a pretty big turnout, too. Um, and uh, the merch that we were selling also went over pretty well, so we were happy with that. Um, and then yeah. also, Ariel, one of, the, one of the things in particular with that was, like, I was in the middle of singing. Uh, I forget which song it was. It might have been... Uh, might have been Caged, uh, Caged Delirium, uh, which was off of our, our first... Uh, our first album demo, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and uh, we were playing that song and uh, somebody called me over, gave me a little wave of a finger. And I was like in between sentences singing. And then they just started trying to dump cereal in my mouth. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I guess we're going to do this, you know. <laughs> uh, I think I saw that too, like right before I left. Because I, I had to leave early because one of my friends wasn't doing so hot. It's not well. He, well, he wasn't sick. He just uh, his um. He was like being out so late because he's still getting new to the shows. Because yeah. this was his first metal show. Like he like they were they were all hip hop heads and rap heads. And I'm like, hey guys, want to take a look at this? And they just loved it ever since. So, oh, <laughs> but he's still getting used to the vibes of going to an actual show. Yeah, the, the thing that I've, like, loved is, like, before PQ, I, I did a lot of, like, um, stuff more on, like, the emo side of music, like, pop punk type stuff. Yeah. Um, and, like, you know, I joined, when did I join? Like, uh, the end of 2017. Ever since then, everyone in the, the community has been so nice and, like, it, it's just such a nice, it feels like home every show I play now. Especially after the pandemic, like everyone's oh, just happy to be with each other. The shows are better now than, than they were before. Yeah, it's yeah. nice. The metal community, in my opinion, is one of the most nicest because, like, everyone's like, Oh, it's metal, it must be evil. I'm like, Have you seen the fucking community? Yeah, right. It's <laughs> like, you do realize a lot of metal is based off of depre pretty depressive shit. So everyone's yeah. everyone's going through stuff together, and music helps us get that out of our systems. Like holy shit, that's All why right. I'm here. That's why I started this up in the first place. Metal saved my life. It's so like it's like, I literally started this right after I recovered to give back to music. 
And everyone's like, oh, you're a metalhead? That must be terrible at me. You know what? Here's some songs. And now they're all like swore metalheads. It's hysterical. It's always like a funny environment, which I really love how like welcoming it is. I mean, it's, it's easy to get like a bad perception of it through like online, you know, communities and just seeing like, you know, some like elitism, but everyone's there. There are a lot of people that are just kind of like that because they say whatever they want because they're behind the, you know, the glass. But it's just like, you know, I, I remember there one of the shows we played, we, we started a pit for like another band. And we were just all playing like right around the Rosie. <laughs> oh, so, like, we used to do just like I mean, throw around like CPR dummies during like our um, old thrash metal band. You know, we, it was just like so much like stupid stuff, but it's just like so welcoming and everyone's so like genuine and not like held up against themselves. It's, it's great seeing it. I like it. I love like that we all it feels like we all got each other, all the, the bands that we played with and built relationships with. I feel like we've all we all just want to see each other do the best we all can. And I love that so much. That's yeah, yeah that right there is why I love metal. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. One one of the things too that like that I'll say is like as coming from like a more of a mainstream background, because like my previous bands that I was in, I was in one for like five years. It was more of a mainstream like hard rock band. Um, and then even before that, I was in like a jam band when I was a hippie in high school. It was a, it was a phase. Uh, and uh, when when uh, when going through that and, and always trying to get people to go to shows, you always kind of felt like you were pestering your friends or trying to get family members to go. Um, but I think that one of the main incentives for playing this genre. Uh, is the fan base because the people that go to these shows that are in this community, they're genuine fans. Like they actually want to hear what you put out. Uh, and I think that that in, in, a, in a lot of other domains, uh, you don't have that. That's so true on so many levels. Like it's hard to have this kind of community with almost any other genre. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's why yeah. my friends who are always into rap don't understand have the shit I'm saying until I expose them to the genre. Right. It's it's funny seeing how fast they switch from their genre to metal, and they're like, "Holy shit, where have it been all my life?" I'm like, "Dude, it's it's so easy to access this. You have no fucking idea." Right. Well, even too like uh, I think it was uh, somebody. I think it was Dan, uh, our 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 newest um, one of our newer members, keyboardist, um, Dan Dan Salon. Um, he. Uh, he also posted something earlier today that was like, uh, I think it was the guy from Spotify that owns Spotify uh, made like, you know, uh, I don't know, some crazy number of, amount of money, like $3.8 billion or something like that. Um, and like the artists like barely get anything from that. Right. Um, yeah. So one thing I will say about the metal community and just being a part of this genre is what's really cool is that the fans actually support the music. They'll actually support the bands uh, by buying merch by wanting a CD, by wanting something tangible, buying shirts and helping out the bands. And uh, that's something that you don't get with the mainstream either, you know, and this is, that's another really cool thing about, about playing metal. I think. That's right. So buy more CDs because I need more money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My family's like, why do you buy merch? I'm like, it's to respect the bands. Hello. Yeah. No, absolutely. But like, seriously, that's what they don't get. It's a sign of respect for the people we love to listen to. That's what people like who are not in the community don't understand. That's why I have. That's why I'm. That's why I have um, this waiting for when the poster comes in. Like I frame everything I get like in terms of like metal merch. I take care of my stuff. Hell yeah, Dude. yeah, man. 
Um, and it goes a long way. I mean, like, so, I mean, we have a, our newest EP that just came out um, and that's available on like all streaming platforms. It's on Spotify, it's on iTunes and everything else, but it's also available on our Bandcamp. Um, and I mean, so like, you know, if anybody wants to support and, and check it out and they dig it, you know, that's, that's where our stuff's at. Um, but again, you know, th- nothing beats going to a live show. Uh, even just the merch tables, the merch tables themselves are a lot of fun, you know, like even supporting other bands. Like I, I love that, uh, when we played with Paladin, I bought one of their shirts and now I wear it when I play and you just kind of support each other. And that's kind of what it's all. That's what I do. Whenever I got this from Sunsinger and I always wear it whenever, whenever I set one of these up, I'm like, I'm gonna wear the Sunsinger shirt. Cause it's like, they're one of my favorite groups. Their song Hades is actually a coping song for me. What is it? Hades. That's a coping song for me from Sunsinger. Yeah. Oh, and the singer's great too. I mean, uh, we when we played with them, I was uh, I was noticing that. I, I really I really liked uh, her sound. Too. Yeah, her her energy is amazing. Yeah, I didn't realize too. Uh, their their bassist, I'm pretty sure, uh, plays in another band. Frantic um, Endeavor. Is it Frantic Endeavor? Yep, I've worked with them too. He's a part of it. Hell yeah! I thought yeah. he was in. Um, was he not in Fathom Farewell? No, I do not know. All I know is, um, well, I think it's the basis. Cause I work, I work with a label. Both the bands are assigned under. Like I'm one of the partners, so I always interview his bands, and they were both on my show, and I recognized one of the members from both bands. Oh, sick! Yeah, it's a fun label. Very nice guy who runs it. Oh yeah. Uh, what, what's the name? Um, Di Records. Okay. Yeah, he's a, the guy who owns it is a very, very good guy. Like, I trust him with so much. And I haven't even met him in person yet. Wow. But yeah, if, if you ever want to submit your music, it's always worth a try because he is a really good dude. Yeah, for sure, man. I'm, I'm always trying to submit to labels here and there, so I probably will, honestly. Yeah, yeah the good thing about him is he actually cares about the bands. And the whole thing is like a family-run thing. Well, family is in terms of everyone's there to help each other out. That's that's what I'm getting at. Not blood tie stuff. I don't know about that. I just know everyone's there to support each other, which is what I love most about his community. Hell yeah. Right, my next question is, what is your music writing process? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Sam, Sam will play some Mario Kart and then call it a day. Okay, so I'll, I'll go into what Tony's saying. Um, okay. You know what? One time, I uh, I wrote a song, and I, I was just, you know, playing a lot of, like, Mario Kart. And, like, you know how, like, racing games, they kind of have, you know, like, a falling down, they always kind of have that, like, falling down the stairs kind of, like, vibe to them, where it's always just, like, tense, and it just sounds always, like, accelerated. Dude, but, I, grew, I grew up on Mario Kart. I know exactly what you're talking about. Huh? I grew up on that game. I know exactly what you're talking about. Exactly. But one of our angriest songs, it was just like something I put together before I could even play it. It was probably, it's probably like our hardest one right now. And I put it together on Guitar Pro so I could like learn it. And then I ended up giving it to these guys. And I told, uh, I told everyone that, oh yeah, pretty much Mario Kart was my whole, <laughs> like in- inspiration for like maybe the first like two riffs. And it's just like, well, yeah. that stuff. <laughs> I, tried, I tried to kick and fight learning that song. The whole time I was procrastinating, <laughs> kept on in his inbox. Dave, you gonna learn the song? Yeah, Dave, oh, yeah. Gonna learn the song. Dave, you like Mario Kart? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sick. I can't go to practice. Oh my god, look at my oh. <laughs> Yeah, and it was pretty cool. That particular song they're talking about. Uh, uh, we have a working title right now, so I'm not gonna drop the actual name of it. But we did play it for the first time at our Sammy show that we played uh, 
it's like the second show back that we played. So it was the first time that a crowd got to hear it and everybody's reaction to it was pretty good. So, um, you know, we're pretty happy about that anyway. So this is, this hasn't been released yet. No, no, not the one that, uh, that, uh, we're referring to, but I couldn't, I couldn't waste the opportunity to, uh, shit on Sam, uh, for the, uh, the Mario Kart thing. Cause that's been a, a running thing with, uh, with me and him. But at the end of the day though, I actually though, um, the writing style and, and the way that these guys write and, and then they allow me to actually just, uh, I get a lot of, uh, of, uh, freedom to create the concepts and the lyrics, uh, which I really do appreciate. And I end up creating a lot of the melodies too. Um, but, um, but uh, maybe, uh, you know, uh, maybe Andrew uh, and, and Davey can also touch on how, how they approach the writing. Because, like, it's, it's a lot of, like, piecing it together after somebody writes something on their own and brings it to the, to the rest of the band. Absolutely. I mean, I could say, like, we, um, so we, we tab out everything first. We, we actually use a computer program and, and do that so that when it comes time to learning the songs, we can do a lot of that independently. Mm -hmm. um, that's a huge part of it because um, it would take forever for me to learn things these guys can learn in five minutes. <laughs> um, we're, we're also really good at using each other's strengths. Like yeah. when, I, when I write a song, I'll usually know like what I want to happen in the song. But like, for example, I don't think I'm very good at like um, writing like acoustic parts. So I'll leave that blank and then tell Sam or Davey like, hey, it, this part's supposed to sound like this, but I, I got nothing. I, I know you guys can do it. Or like same thing with Tony and the lyrics. Like, I don't think I'm a good lyricist. I, I haven't tried to write lyrics since our very first song and we deleted those lyrics anyways. So I just... Aren't those the ones I still find you for? Yeah, they're awesome. <laughs> they're, the most, they're the most typical power metal lyrics ever. And we, we don't even use them anymore. So I just, I have Tony um, just write all the lyrics because he, he's so freaking good at it. And, and he's hunky, that's right. Yeah, I think being handsome definitely helps. I, I noticed the way that like you kind of have yourself on the cameras, you show a little bicep. I never noticed how that's, Jack. That's like the stuff on. you get on paper. You right there. Yeah. Like, like that. <laughs> Perennial on pay per view. Yeah. Well, you can you can see the man of war uh, uh, background I have here with just trying to look jacked. Yeah. <laughs> look at all oiled up. Yeah. Right, my, my next question is, who would you love to collaborate with, whether it be opening act or in a recording studio? Um, Ask Andrew. He's going to say Dragon Force. I want to collaborate with Dragon Force oh. so, so I can learn how to rip them off even better than I already do. <laughs> you, you know what? Uh, well, that's tough. I would probably say if I could ever collaborate with anyone, it would be a tie between Guthrie Govan because he's like, I think he's probably the most well-versed musician out of anything, whether, you know, well, I'd say he's my favorite guitarist, probably like in the top five, but he's pretty much well-read, well-versed on like pretty much all aspects of music. Or maybe I, I would be able to say Devin Townsend because you could really say the same thing in all both great people. Dude, we, we played with this, like, fantastic band, like, our first couple shows back. They were a touring act, um, Immortal Guardian. Oh, they're sick. 
Oh, I would I would collab with them in a heartbeat. Yeah, their their sound is crazy. They're like guitarists. Like he plays. I don't know if you've ever seen it or whatever, but he plays the guitar while playing keys, harmonizes with himself, solos. It's it was one of the craziest. Yeah, he's insane, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like, I gotta, I gotta kind of piggyback off that too, because like, not only would it be cool because we actually got to play with them, we were on two of the shows that they did, um, but like, just, uh, just, just getting to talk backstage or even outside with uh, Carlos Zima, who's their singer. Um, he's a really, really good singer, and he's a wealth of knowledge with like technique. Um, and he was, he was giving me some examples of like pointers on different vocal techniques to build up like the strength of like your head voice and stuff like that. Um, so like, you know, tech, technically those guys are just, are, are amazing. And, uh, you know, I, I had a lot of respect for Carlos after that show. Um, it would be really, it would be really cool to collaborate with. Yeah. Absolutely. So you back off that one. I didn't mean to take Andrew's answer too. I didn't, I, if, if that was your actual answer or not, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not sure Andrew. So sorry. Sorry if I commandeered that. Oh, it's all right. Andrew's just. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I thought of a good song idea, so I got I got a drink and then I'll, I'll get it all figured out. <laughs> I can tell that's a lie because you said good song idea. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> all right, is that everyone's answers or? Oh yeah, yeah. Alright, so I just want to make sure. Immortal Guardian, huh? I'm gonna look into them. They're all awesome. yeah. good. Say. I mean oh. that's. A wishful thinking. I mean, if we had like, anybody at all, no. I mean, it was cool because we were actually on the card, uh, two shows with them. Um, but I, obviously, like, it was like, anybody like in the world, um, I'd I'd probably say like Rob Halford or something. Because <laughs> that'd be. I take my answer back. I I want to collab with I'm Rob tell, Halford. I'm telling the Dragon Force. I don't care. I'm telling the Dragon Force. I want to collab with Rob Halford. He's awesome. Yeah. I love that'd be. Uh -huh. All right, my next question is, what is the best piece of advice you could give your fellow musicians and your listeners? Um, so what I would say is just even, even if you think that a project is too difficult for you, don't, don't stop just working for it. I tried out for every single instrument for this band. I kid you not. <laughs> I really did everything but drums. And like, I, you know, followed these guys because I went to school with these two and just remained really good friends. And fortunately, you know, a time came where, uh, you know, I kept on being around them, learning their songs, bits and pieces. So I think that, you know, you should just definitely keep on going for it. Keep on playing. Don't don't let anyone say something's too hard for you. I think everyone should remember to just always have fun. Like this can always get really stressful, you know, trying to be creative and play gigs can be really stressful, but everyone should remember at the end of the day, this is about having the time of your life. You should always have fun and always be yourself. Absolutely. Uh, you know what, I would probably have to say, don't let other people's success, like, deter you from anything else, because no matter what, there's always someone bigger than you, and that was, like, a big crippling thing I had as, like, a musician, was, like, always seeing people, like, oh, wow, Jeff Womans exists, and then it's just, like, <laughs> it's, like, wow, learning guitar is hard, and then it's just, like, 
actually sitting down and just like kind of like pestering yourself to actually do things. And then you kind of realize, wow, I'm really glad I took the time to do this. I, I don't know. Just kind of don't let, you know, the next thing up scare you away from climbing up. Yeah. And I, I would probably, I would probably say uh, that like, one thing that I that I really think kills things uh, sometimes for for like listeners and, e and even musicians too is like um, over over analyzing genre and in certain aspects of the songs to where you're like over genre sizing everything to like almost like a stig a stigma almost like it's a um, almost like it's a stigma like you're applying like you 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 hear a song that sounds prog to you or something and you're like oh I I know I don't like prog so I'm not gonna like that song. Like there's there's a lot of people that that kind of approach listening that way, and I think that they're really damning themselves and shooting themselves in the foot. Like I have some friends that I'll try to show power metal to, and then, then the minute they hear it's power metal, they're just like, "Oh, I don't even want to give it a chance" because they have this knee jerk reaction of like thinking they don't like it already. And I I would say that'd be my advice to any listeners uh, or even musicians themselves to not put themselves in a box and to keep an open mind when you're listening to anything. That's how I am. Like my mind's open to everything. I, like I, I listen to le legit everything. I can go from jazz to black metal in a heartbeat. Like I listen to almost every genre under the sun. And if someone goes, "Oh, this is shit genre," me, give it a fucking listen and then come back to me. Because yeah, each genre has their good songs and their bad songs. It's. it's I was very frustrated, but yeah, I did. They listen to what ten times, I think, all the way. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but, Wait, what what I miss? <laughs> we were we were okay. So Sam got puke on his five hundred dollar floorboard. Yeah, my cat threw up on my guitar pedal while they were waiting outside and I was uh cleaning well while I was gone and then I came back and then there was dried cat puke on my uh guitar pedal. And while these guys were waiting outside for me, I was uh, cleaning up dry cat puke off my uh, guitar. Yeah, we, we were blasting. They were blasting Top Gun Anthem from the movie Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> Just cause, because cause Sam doesn't like that yeah, movie, even it, though it's a really good movie. It's, it's a bad movie. It's, it's, a, it's a horrible movie. It's great. It's like The Room. <laughs> Dude, it's such a good movie. It, they, Zach, for proper context here, uh, Andrew's obsessed with Top Gun. Yeah, yeah. It comes up basically. <laughs> they play the theme song all the time. I usually just stand there and wait for it to end. <laughs> oh, I should tell. I, I should tell. Uh, one time you kept talking going for, what was it, 72 hours? Yeah. I kept replaying the movie for three straight days. Damn. I would categorize that as a problem. Would you? Yeah. <laughs> You'd be on like My Strange Addiction or something like that. <laughs> Next on My Strange Addiction, this man has watched the same movie for three days straight. Can they save him? Exactly. Uh, that's great. I mean, hey, everyone has to have something they love. Yeah. All right. My final question of the night, which is something I, I love to ask, is do you have any questions for me? Yeah. Like, what? What like what got you into this side of like the the sort of like industry? Because I'm always curious to know like why like 
people go into certain aspects of the scene and I'm actually really interested in like the interview you know live stream type process and you know stuff like that all right well music well, metals particularly got me out of of a very deep suicidal depression and I wanted to give back to music any way I could. So I started this up to help bands get their stories out there and their music. And I just keep pushing with it. That's, that's amazing, dude. Yeah. Uh, glad that you're here. We're glad to, to be a part of this, dude. Absolutely. Like, Honestly, this I'm glad too. Like, I've been doing this since January 19th of this year. It hasn't been a full year yet. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. What what would you Zach? What would you say was like? Uh, what was uh, what was like the uh, the first song you heard or or band you heard that made you realize you were really into into metal? That's hard because I got into metal when I was a kid. Like I grew up with a classic metal like Ozzy Osbourne, Motley Crue, more that's more like hard rock. But like I grew up a lot with the old stuff, like Judas Priest as well was really good, and then. What got me into more modern metal was when I went to my first Warped Tour festival. That's what got me into like Ice Nine Kills and all that stuff. Then I discovered Currents, and Currents is what got me to do this because their song Shattered is what got me out of that suicidal depression. And I just keep discovering bands as I go. So it's been a journey. That's, that's awesome, dude. Hell yeah. yeah. That's cool. I've I work metal, with a oh, sorry, sorry, you first. Oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna say, like, metal's like one of those genres that's just like constantly evolving, so there's always like new stuff to listen to, you know? Yeah, I actually got some other power metal bands I worked with over a little while ago, really cool dudes as well. One called Link Anthro, they're from Canada, they have some really good stuff. I'll send your way. Yeah, oh, sounds good. Yeah, I've had him on my show twice and. Really, the, the singer is a really chill dude. Love working with him. Yeah, what are uh, what are some other bands you've had on there? I'm trying to think. Because I've posted like 83 episodes already, so I'm trying to go back and process all the groups I've worked with. Wow, Rival man. of Autumn was my first group I've ever done an interview with. Then there was Lincanthro. Then there was Atena, which is more like metalcore. Let's see what else. What else? What else? There's Mayan Karma, who is um from Germany. May the Tempest, also from Germany. I, I gotta go through my list because I have so many groups I've worked with. I got some death metal ones like Blood Butcher. They were pretty cool to work with. Honestly, I've never had a bad interview. I've always enjoyed the people I've worked with. That must be a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's it's great. Like honestly, though, I went to this totally blind because I've never done an interview in my life. I have never done anything like this in my life. I just said, fuck it, I'm going in. And I just did. Hell yeah. I went in totally blind and I regret nothing. I always thought that would be fun. When I, when I was actually, when I was younger, um, when like the band first started, me and one of our old guitar players, we, we talked for a little bit about trying to start like interviewing bands, but it's just one of those things that like we talked about forever and we never did. But <laughs> Yeah. Oh, another another band I worked with, Edge of Paradise. They're really cool. But yeah, just I know what you mean. It's like you talk about it forever, and you just doesn't happen. Like I was I was thinking about it for a while. Maybe I should do it. Maybe I shouldn't. Because this was after I was like recovering, and I'm like, fuck it, I'll just do it. And I just went in without thinking. 
Yeah, man. Sometimes if you drink yourself in the water and then you learn how to swim, you become a stronger swimmer that way, you know? Yep. Absolutely. And honestly, to this day, this is probably the best thing I've ever done. Do I want to make this something I can make a career? Probably. But right now, i got to start one step at a time. Actually, sure. Well, I, for what it's worth, too, it, help, it helps us out. You know, it helps the bands out, and it's awesome that there's that, people like doing this type of thing. That's um, why I do it. it. It grows the exposure. It helps It helps the bands. And then it also just, you know, it's fun. It's, uh, it's it, fun it to, is. I want to give you perspective and your opinion on these types of things it's 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 really cool to to just get to shoot the shit with you man yeah actually after that dive bar show i got some mentally insane idea but i gotta get a job first to save up for it. i'm thinking of opening up my own kind of dive bar record shop so oh, the bands i work with cannot only sell their stuff whenever they're not here but they can play whenever the hell they want to dude that's, that's awesome yeah cool. that, that's a goal i'm trying to work with and Cool thing is about what I'm doing here, every group I work with is someone else I can help out with selling their stuff. So honestly, this this is more of like a a way of helping everyone. Cause if I do pull that off, I'll be I'll be able to help all the bands I've worked with, which is my end goal. Dude, that's that's awesome goal. That's an awesome, awesome like message. And it I don't know, like I it kind of took me back because I feel like a lot of the times, especially like in the metal scene, like um like mental health isn't touched on enough and i'm definitely someone who has struggled a lot with it and to see someone kind of doing better for an entire community after being in such a vulnerable space is so nice and again i can't say enough how glad i am that you're doing this like this is it's fantastic thank you yeah, without metal, I'll admit, without metal, I would be six feet under. I would. I'm not going to lie about that. Music has, metal has saved my life more times than I can count. Hence why it's something I want to invest all my time into. Hell yeah. I really appreciate it. I appreciate those words, man. I really do. Like, this is something I want to keep going with for as long as I'm breathing. Oh, hell yeah. Dude, well, we're going to be... <laughs> Yeah, I'm already predicting it. We're gonna do more. I can't wait. And next time you guys ever, next time you guys come to Connecticut to play a show, please let me know, and I'm gonna haul ass. Hell yeah! Oh, yeah, dude, for sure. <laughs> you got a huge fan right here, boys. Hell yeah! yeah. Thank you. Let's see. Yeah, I should probably wrap this up because we have like two minutes left on that bloody counter. Damn Zoom. We can go. I know. I know. We can go on for hours about this kind of shit. Like I'm. I'm well aware. Absolutely. Oh <laughs> uh, man! But this has been so much fun. And thank you guys a lot for being here. This has been great. Yeah, thank you so much. Dude, it's been yeah. an honor. Like this has been so much fun. See, this is what I love about doing this. You never know who you're gonna meet. Yeah. And you can make a lot of fun memories and a lot of good friends doing this. Absolutely. Absolutely. For sure, and same here. We 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 definitely appreciate it. And, and again, like like I kind of mentioned earlier, uh, the the exposure and and uh, just just getting to put your put your thoughts out there helps helps the bands. Um, and uh, it sounds like it helps you a lot too. And and uh, that that's that's a great thing. Honestly, it's just nice to be able to help bands because helping them is what makes me happier than anything else. That's why I do this is to help as many as I can. And knowing that I have that sort of impact makes me happier than I ever could be. That's awesome.
Uh, I'm getting all fucking emotional now, Jesus. <laughs> all right, well, I'm going to wrap things up here. So thank you guys again for coming on here with us tonight. And I hope you all have a lovely evening. Thank you. You too, man. Yo, you're and, and, and McDonald's, please sponsor us. <laughs>